0: Welcome to a special edition of Wrecked Crypto with Just Crypto. Uh, Yeah, we've got a lot going on in the crypto world. So today I'm going to dive in, give you my thoughts on what's been happening the last few days and, you know, hopefully have a good discussion. But before we get started, uh, I do want to emphasize here. That we should learn more and FOMO less, especially in these times when prices are moving up and down uh, quite drastically. Uh, please know that nothing on this show is financial advice. Uh, I do not give financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. Um, and if you follow the financial advice of people on YouTube, you are going to get wrecked. So please, please, please uh, don't do that. Uh, we don't normally talk prices at all on the show because, in my opinion, it's one of the least interesting parts of crypto. Uh, but price has been in the news and there's been a lot of things going on. So I'll unpack it and give you my thoughts on it. Um, I do also just want to say that for everyone who's joining us live, I, you know, I do love to see who's here. So if you are here live, drop a hi in chat. Let me know that you're here. I'll take comments, questions, uh, you know, perhaps get a good discussion going here as well with with folks who are live. I uh, want to say hi to Cryptos Chain. Uh, welcome. Great to have you here. Um, enjoying our conversations uh, off Twitter and, and uh, you know, off uh, YouTube as well. Uh, South Padre Tony, welcome. Great to have you here, and Sir Cloud. Good yeah. day. Yes, it is, a, it is. a good day, depending on you know where you are in the world and what you're up to. So let's let's get started. Uh, <laughs> Cryptos Chain is saying, "I have a bull market look on my face." He wishes he could be as positive. Uh, look, uh, when, when it gets uh, really dark, you just need uh, a small light to light the entire room. So maybe that's where we are. Uh, I'm going to start out with an, an overview of what we're looking at as an industry, as crypto investors, as people who are building in the ecosystem, and as people you know, like myself who are covering and talking about the ecosystem. So let's kind of jump straight to it. Uh, we've, we've all seen what's been happening in the markets. It's red. It's a bloodbath. Uh, you know, I've been playing Diablo 4 quite a little bit. Uh, this looks like it could be a scene from one of the hell temples or something with all the demons running around. Uh, it's just bleeding everywhere. Uh, You look at the, you know, top 100 cryptos, and I don't normally show prices, don't normally like to talk about prices, but oh my goodness, the entire market has just been wrecked. Um, And perhaps to give you kind of a more data-driven sense of it rather than looking at these red bubbles uh, showing doom in the last uh, day, we can uh, take a look at the prices of the top coins here. And you'll see that, you you know, pretty much everything from uh, Bitcoin to Cardano to Solana has just been, Decimated. Now, some have been decimated more than others. uh, And we can clearly see that as as we look through the prices, I mean, gosh, uh, I I feel for the Cardano community down 30% in just the last seven days. Solana, the same. Litecoin's taking a 20% kneecap. Polygon, even worse with Matic down 34%. And so, you know, while prices, Aren't in my opinion important at all for the trajectory of the technology and for what we're trying to build here. Uh, you will have emotions if you're in the space and you're looking at a chart like that, and those emotions are okay. I'm feeling them too, um, and uh, you know there are there are outliers here. You'll notice that tether went up, yay tether, um, and the bitcoin and monero as well went down uh, slightly less than others have gone down. Um, so you can take away what you want from that, but I think the the, the key point is that. Things are happening, and there have been a lot of points of news in the last week, so let's just cover a few to give you some background in what's been going on. Maybe you're, you're just joining right now, and uh, you're waking up and seeing everything red and bleeding all over the place, and you are wondering why. So it started back uh, when, um, actually, I, I would say the, the uh, SEC, which is the agency that Gary Gensler is the chair of, who has been the staunchest enemy yet of the crypto community, of everything that we're trying to accomplish. Uh, I tend to think funded very much by lobbyists and bankers who would like to keep their power. Uh, They filed a uh, suit against Coinbase, saying that they were uh, for operating as an unregistered securities exchange, broker, and clearing agency. Uh, So that news happened, you can see, uh, you know, June 6, that's just a few days ago, uh, that the SEC filed against Coinbase. Obviously, it's been an ongoing discussion between Coinbase and the SEC, uh, but this was them ramping it up to the next level, Uh, followed, uh, you you know, preceded, actually, I should say, um, by a suit that they filed against Binance and uh, CZ, uh, which was filed just the day before, Um, talking about those same charges as well as misrepresenting trading controls and oversight of the Binance US platform. And so they effectively have gone after the two largest exchanges in the United States. Uh, If you recall, previously they settled uh, with Kraken. Uh, Out of that settlement, Kraken had to agree not to do any more staking, so to not offer that to their users. And they were fined a hefty amount. I think it was $31 if I recall. Uh, from it. So, the SEC has been on an absolute warpath, doing everything except providing clear guidance, rules, and regulations for how people should follow uh, all of this. Uh, You know, followed uh, very closely with that, Binance announced that they will stop US dollar trading amid the SEC lawsuit. Uh, They also sent out a notice saying that they will uh, no longer, as of I think yesterday, allow people to deposit USD onto their platform, onto Binance US. Now, important to note, it's Binance US, not Binance.com. So Binance US will no longer allow you to deposit USD. And in a week's time, they will no longer allow you to withdraw USD either. Uh, And so if you're thinking about a choke point 2.0, this is an example of that effect. Uh, It seems very clear to me that the government or their henchmen have weaponized the banking system to cut Binance off from the banking system. Now, you know, I don't know all the details about what's been going on in Binance. I, you know, I do have a good sense that Coinbase has tried uh, very strongly to follow the laws and regulations, has engaged very openly, if you believe what Brian Armstrong and many of the team have said, and the SEC has spurned them. Uh, Binance, you know, there've been rumors that Binance has been trading against their own customers. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, If they have, that's shenanigans and they should not be doing that. Uh, but regardless, the news continues. Um, and so I think it's just worth uh, taking a, a pause here. I love this sentiment from Akil. Peace and blessings just huddle. Um, I think that's you know perhaps a, a, a beautiful mantra to have as we go through this episode, uh, this meltdown episode. Um, and so yeah, so Binance is basically effectively pulling out as an on-ramp and an off-ramp. They're stopping all the USD trading pairs. They say that they're still available as a crypto exchange, so you can bring USDT onto their exchange and you can trade various pairs. But at that point, why wouldn't you just use a DEX? Uh, And so I feel like that effectively removes Binance as a a place that people can use in the United States, especially people who aren't kind of crypto natives, as it were. Now, what's interesting is if you look at the two uh, different lawsuits that were filed, Many of these coins were labeled securities. They were throwing around this idea of a security uh, left and right. And you'll notice that there's not exactly uh, an overlap between what they're calling a security and these two different lawsuits that they filed. So in the center, you can see Solana, Cardano, Polygon, Filecoin, uh, San, Mana, Algo, uh, Axie Infinity. All of these have been labeled as securities in both cases. And yet, as we look, we see, uh, you know, if you're on Binance, then congratulations, Adam, BNB, BUSD, and Cody are securities, uh, but not on Coinbase. On Coinbase, uh, congratulations if you had Chilz, Neuroflow, ICP, uh, VGX, RIP Voyager, uh, Dash, or Nexo, then those are securities. Who knows about all the other coins that they're claiming? Uh, and so I think what this just demonstrates to me is there's a bit of a spray and pray going on. From the SEC. Uh, It looks like for the Coinbase example that someone basically just took their top trading coins on Coinbase and pasted that into the lawsuit without an understanding of, you know, are these securities or not? uh, Do they even have um, uh, you know, any sort of trading or usage or the number of users or even looking past the first page. Uh, this very much seems like fear and intimidation. Um, I'm going to say uh, good morning to and uh, Great to have you here. I uh, always love your level headed perspective on things. Um, and nice of the SEC to help us get cheap discounts on some of the best cryptos. They've been doing their best to give us discounts, a 30% off sale <laughs> pretty much across the board. Uh, so, you know, something to be enjoyed. But I think. Uh, you know, just looking at something like this definitely gives me the sense that it's not a buttoned up perspective that they're bringing. It's not something which has uh, deep research. Or I'm going to even say a grounding in a, any sort of regulation or, or any sort of uh, fair doctrine of how rules are applied. It Seems spurious and arbitrary. I'll tell you what I really think. <laughs> um, you know, the SEC's lawsuit against Binance, Binance, US and Coinbase have uh, prompted a $4 billion exit of deposits from the exchange since Monday. So this was posted just yesterday. Um, So very clearly people are spooked, right? When you're, we've seen what's happened with all these uh, various exchanges and custodians from FTX to Voyager, et cetera, et cetera, all collapsing. And people having their money trapped in there and going through an extremely painful—you know—I'm in more than one of these, unfortunately—extremely painful bankruptcy process for everyone involved. So no one wants to be about that, and so they're pulling their money out very understandably. Uh, what's notable is Binance had a scare uh, previously, and they came away pretty good after it. I think there was, you know, billions and billions of dollars withdrawn, and at some point people stopped withdrawing, realizing it would be okay. They had the funds. This isn't a question of Binance necessarily having the funds or not. Uh, It's a question of will the government force Binance to freeze those funds? And do you want your funds trapped inside of there? So a lot of people said, no, that's not what I want. I really don't want uh, my funds trapped in Binance. And they took them out, uh, expectedly. Um, You've got our favorite sheriff of Nottingham, Robin Hood, who has decided unilaterally to delist Solana, Cardano and Polygon amidst the SEC regulatory pressure, uh, not delisting any of the other assets that they labeled as security, I'll have you note, um, and also not doing it without necessarily a notice or anything from the SEC. Uh, these are the same folks you'll remember who played shenanigans during the, the GameStop uh, short squeeze that was going on and uh, you know pretty much buckled to the whims of they hedge funds that were highly invested. So uh, in my perspective, I don't use the, the phrase Sheriff of Nottingham likely in this one. I do think that Robin Hood is working very much for the Sheriff and should not be trusted. So this is just a, a lame move. I think it was at the behest of some of these people pushing a lot of the uh, anti-crypto sentiment. Um. Uh so Cloud, I want to pop you up here and say that you're in a good spot this cycle. 90% of his portfolio is in Coronado and four other than 10% in Adam. Uh I think, you know, hopefully that remains to be a good spot. I, I will say I think we're all sort of feeling that it's a bit of a rough time now, regardless of our portfolio composition, uh, cryptos chain with Dart and Adam as well. Um <laughs> And we'll talk a little bit about the stability pools and what to do through all of this uh, later. Definitely. Thank you, uh, 56 Hope Road. Um, and so let's get back to Robin Hood. You know, Robin Hood doing the shenanigans that they're doing. Um, I think, you know, you've got this... Uh, comment here from Co- uh, guy of Coin Bureau. You know, less than two days later, uh, they've announced that they're delisting Cardano, Solana, and Polygon, all based on nothing but accusations by the SEC. What happened to due process? What happened to due process indeed? Um, and I think uh, Conrad uh, very clearly. Echoes my sentiment here, it's the same company that stopped trading um, GameStop stocks in 2021 to help their buddies who are about to be liquidated. Um, So there are shenanigans going on here. Uh, Bankers are here doing banker things. Um, and then the last thing to call out, which uh, many believe is potentially responsible for the huge dump that we saw uh, recently. So I'll just pop back here so we can see. I'll, I'll pop open Cardano because I think it actually demonstrates this pretty well. Um, you can see that in the middle of the night, uh, you know, m- my time, it was around 11 o'clock. There was this huge dump, uh, you know, almost 20% dump down in the price. And it's suspected that's uh, Smitter Capital Was liquidating all their altcoins. They say they've confirmed it. I'm I'm always skeptical of of new sources here, even if it's on CoinMarketCap, which has been decently okay uh, in the past. Um, And they say that they're uh, liquidating all their crypto holdings. Their fund has made a strategic decision to liquidate crypto holdings and return the capital to their esteemed LPs. (laughs) We believe this move will provide enhanced stability and opportunities. Uh, That remains to be seen. Let me see if I can Pull this up if it is actually a tweet from their account. Okay, it's not a it's not a blue check, so who knows who these people are? It could be anyone. Um, but yeah, so that's that's one thought on why we're all experiencing this is that there is huge dumping going on. I've heard the uh, sentiment from some people that uh, what's happening here is really because. Um, the wash trading and the shenanigans going on, people have stopped doing that. They've just turned off the bots and therefore the price dumps and that shows that there's no intrinsic value. I I personally don't agree with that. Um, I I think that uh, if you have low liquidity and that's what's happening is people pull their funds off Binance as people are afraid to trade on, on Binance there's low liquidity and you're selling into low liquidity, even smaller sell pressure will have a large movement on price. I expect that's what's happening. I don't expect it's because the entire market was propped up by bots. Um, And so I may be wrong, but that's at least my perspective on this. Um, I think this is a very accurate sentiment from Sir Cloud. He says, I think it's scary how much power will words of a bold regulator man have when it's not even decided yet? Uh, You know, I prefer not to comment on on Gary's particular uh, choice of clothes or... uh, choice of hair, (laughs) not that it's a choice, Uh, but current market sentiment and big FUD is definitely a horror combination. We are in the depths of the bear, right? If we'd been uh, back in 2021 and this stuff happened, more than likely we would have have just shaken it off and and carried on. Uh, But sentiment is very low, engagement is very low. There is a lot of fear um, and there's a lot of uncertainty true uncertainty, like the 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 premium fudsters in all of this are the SEC, and I've got to give them props, because if you're going to create fear, uncertainty, and doubt, you could not have taken a better approach than what they've taken. Uh, if they uh, truly wanted to care about regulation and keeping people safe, they would have created these clear rules. They would have gone, gone ahead and engage with these companies in good faith, open and honestness. And maybe the answer that came out would have been, all of these are securities, you have to stop trading them, but there would have been certainty. And this particular approach with that, that they've taken has sowed the maximum amount of chaos. And I think that actually harkens pretty well for the entire uh, crypto ecosystem, because it means that what we're susceptible are not direct attacks, we're susceptible to this chaos that they're trying to create, this uncertainty, this Um, idea that uh, no one knows how to move forward and that the big bad is just around the corner and and that causes people to hesitate Uh, you'll often see that um in, in the markets, even if there's bad news, if there's certainty about the bad news, it tends to lead to a recovery in the markets. And the reason is people hate uncertainty worse than either good news or bad news. Uh, and so that's, uh, you know, what I believe their approach has been. Now, um, you know, you've heard about choke point 2.0, which is basically the idea that they're choking off crypto companies from the banking system. We've seen that very clearly with what's been happening. Um, you know, Binance is another example of it. I don't think that will stop. I think that's going to be their modus operandi for a decent amount of time that they're going to pursue until they run out of gas. I mean, you heard Elizabeth Warren say she's gathering together an anti-crypto army. And I'm sure that army consists of the heads of all the major banks, Gary Gensler and his crew, and pretty much everyone who's in elite power who is threatened by this upcoming new ecosystem, who is threatened by decentralized, permissionless systems that don't require someone to grant you access to them. Anyone can use them. That's what they're threatened by. Uh, And so uh, one of the things that's absolutely surprising to me through all of this is to see the divisiveness within the crypto community. So what do I mean by that? So you've seen a lot of Ethereum maxis come out, and basically Talk down to all of these nasty securities like Cardano and Solana that Gary Gensler has come out against, and then you have the Bitcoin Maxis who very much are cheering this on and saying, "Yeah, we've got to get rid of those those scams and all those other coins. Bitcoin is the only true way. It's a commodity. It's safe. And by the way, you know Ethereum's also a security, and you should you should regulate that." Uh, what we're missing here is it's not an attack on a particular coin. No one is safe. It's, it's not like these people are going to be, okay, thank you very much, uh, you've complied with all our regulations, we'll just let you use your permissionless, uncensorable, decentralized money and carry on. That's not the end game here. The end game is for the people who are in control of the financial system to maintain that control. Um, And if you believe otherwise, I'm sorry, you are wrong. Uh, Because uh, after they finish coming for all of crypto, if they're successful, and I don't believe they're going to be successful, then they will come for Ethereum. And if they can't control Ethereum, they will try and destroy it. And once they're finished with that, they will come for Bitcoin. Same premise applies. Now, you look at Bitcoin, you might say it's fully decentralized, blah, blah, blah. No one can touch it. Well, where is most of the hash rate produced right now? That's right, the United States. Oh, by a very small number of mining pools. So there is some centralization forces here uh, that uh, while Bitcoin itself could be resistant to it as the miners will decentralize, they'll uh, reallocate to different pools, uh, it is not something that's just to be taken lightly. uh, Because even applying pressure on one third of the hash rate will tend to distort that network. And so we need to be very careful that it's not, oh, Bitcoin is superior and everyone else, good luck. We should all be in this together against the authoritative state, against the overreach of government uh, to basically let us use our money how we would like to use. I want to pause and and uh, say hi to Magic Mirror. Uh, welcome. They're insane. I don't know if that refers to, uh, in general, everyone or Gary in particular. I agree either way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. appreciate the, the, the words of support. Um, so, so, so Cloud is saying, I feel like Gary wants to test his limits before he goes for the big boys, such as Tether and Ethereum. Uh, personally, I'm not so sure. Um, so I do wonder uh, whether there are some you know, nice backdoor deals that have been done with certain cryptos that are sufficiently compliant. Now, they've tried to go after Tether many, many times, and it's been resilient to whatever they're trying to do. Um, So I think it's unlikely that they'll find a new way to go after Tether that's unique. I think more what they're trying to do is co-opt these networks. And you saw that with Tornado Cash, uh, where rather than uh, try and take down Ethereum, they're trying to bring it under their control and to essentially turn it into a banking 2.0 project. Um, when you're so free market that you chair the government cracking down on the competition, yep, I think this points to a lot of Bitcoin maxis who, you know, whether Bitcoin's a superior asset or not, and we can have that discussion for a different discussion for a different day. Um, the fact that you're cheering on government overreach, very self-sovereign of you. How very self-sovereign of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the opposite of the the, the cypher point. Uh, Obi, welcome. Uh, great to have you here as well. I would very much welcome your thoughts on this whole shenanigans that are going on. I know you've been following closely. You've been looking at a lot of the firms. Um, I will say, CryptosChain, that I have no plans to move to Dubai. I'm very happy in Texas. I think this is a, a bastion of freedom. Whether we're fully exercising those freedoms or not, it will come to pass. Um, <laughs> I know there are people who live in the U.S. who want to move to Dubai, uh, but honestly, there's more to my life, and hopefully more to everyone's life here than crypto. And freedom is a multidimensional uh, uh, problem. It's not just about money. Uh, th- th- there is speech. There is the ability to defend yourself. There is the ability to be resilient to uh, illegal search and seizure. Uh, I'm very much a fan of the way our founding fathers in the United States have laid out a lot of these principles of freedom. And I think crypto extends that. Um, and, you know, I don't know a lot about uh, Dubai, but I, I do know a lot about Texas and the United States. So, uh, you know, we talked a bit about the community itself being split over this. And I think that's part of the approach of these regulators is to try and divide us. Right. We're t- together, we're, we're somewhat stronger. Right. We have a trillion dollar plus market cap. Or where is it at now? It's even Yeah, we're still above a trillion dollars, so not too bad. Trillion dollar market cap together, it's a reasonable asset size. But you cut that in half if you split out crypto and Bitcoin. And what if Bitcoin dumps another 50%? And at some point, it becomes irrelevant. And we no longer have this power of market size to to come together. So I think it's important that we come together. I, I don't think that we should be fighting amongst ourselves over which one is less of a security than the other. I mean, the hubris I've seen has just been astonishingly amazing and I'm sorry but it mirrors what we saw when Luna collapsed there were a lot of people sitting on their high horse about of how Luna of course was always bound to collapse and it was just a Ponzi scheme and it it had no promise and thank god it's gone Well, those same words are being used against Cardano and Solana and a lot of other coins that are struggling mightily at the moment. And if you believe your coin is fully decentralized and can survive without having a reasonable price, I'm sorry, I think you're wrong. Uh, Because you take a look at Cardano, right? It's fairly decentralized. However, people who run the validators still need to get paid. People who are building dApps on it still need to get paid. No one does this work for free over long periods of time at the level of quality you need to attack and uh, co-opt the the existing legacy systems. Uh, And and so uh, we do need uh, price support in order to fund a lot of these efforts. So you're not immune to price. And if the value of Cardano is $0.01, do you think it still has a chance to succeed? Maybe, but I think that chance has gone down dramatically. (laughs) <laughs> I agree very strongly with Obi. Texas would be best if it stayed out of books, bodies, and bedrooms. Uh, yes, um, all things considered, I would rather have what Texas has than what we had in California. Um, but there is no perfect state, although people in New Hampshire might uh, might disagree. I think this is an important point as well from Exothermic 205. Uh, which is the SEC missed Bernie Madoff. Not only missed, he was deeply involved in the SEC. So this wasn't some random point. They missed WorldCom uh, front running and, and every large scam suddenly finds religion and decides to protect the little guy by wiping out the little guy. That's absolutely true. Did they catch SPF and um, FTX before they collapsed? No. They didn't protect anyone. Mm-mm. Did they protect anyone from Voyager? No. Uh, and, and so this is the agency that's ostensibly protecting you. In fact, in the voyage of bankruptcy, they objected to the uh, creditors getting paid. And so this is an absolutely worthless agency, as you say. Um, and, and so I, you know, our role is that they're not about protecting investors. They never were about protecting investors. Um, one, one can argue that having clear rules gives you ground for kind of building and fostering industry, gives you ground for having protection, but they have not demonstrated that they're actually able to protect. Uh, regulators are enforcers of legal corruption. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to have to steal that again because that, that definitely feels like what's going on here. And if you look back in history, it's not just crypto. You know, it's Bernie Madoff, it's WorldCom, it's, um, who was the big one that exploded ah, forget the power company, whatever it was that that, that also had Enron, that also had another you know huge explosion. Uh, again, where was the SEC? Where were the protectors? Nowhere, right? Uh, but it's not all doom and gloom. Um, so I think you know often we can get caught in oh things are things are bad, but they'll never end. Uh, Logan, I, I love this thread I shared on my Twitter. Uh, so some thoughts on Coinbase here. <clears throat> so this is specific to the case that the SEC is bringing against Coinbase. Um, he says the SEC is not dispossessive or precedental. Uh, Yeah, so what the SEC says doesn't really hold any weight. What holds weight is what a federal judge says. And so I'm not gonna read through the entire thread, uh, but basically it's saying, hey, Congresses can weigh in at any time and change what the SEC is doing, um, even if, Coinbase loses, they will, they will, they will likely, uh, and, and you know, he believes they may not, uh, they will likely appeal the loss here. Uh, nothing is dead, <laughs> um, you know, even, even altcoins are not dead, uh, but he does have some strong words for Bitcoin maxis. Uh, the obsession that many Bitcoiners seem to have with the legal status of altcoins under security laws, in my opinion, the weakest argument narrative in Bitcoin is the future quiveter, without question. And the full-throated support of the SEC's crusade is bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. I mean, if anyone has fall through all of this, it's these Bitcoin maxis from the sidelines cheering as our industry is burning. And that's wrong. Uh, absolutely wrong. So that, that's one point for uh, consideration is the SEC is sued. They have not won. They have not set precedent. They, in, in fact, even if they did win, Congress could overturn it the next day. Not that I put much faith in Congress. However, <laughs> Senator Lomas has said that uh, she's, the a group of senators prevented the 30% digital asset mining tax from being included in the debt ceiling deal. There are people out there fighting for our industry. And she's working on a regulatory framework that will allow individuals and companies to own and trade digital assets in America. So I'm looking forward to these frameworks coming through. Uh, I'm endlessly baffled that it seems to be a political issue It's not left versus right. Very, very strictly, it's, you know, freedom of access to the assets you'd like to purchase or not. And that seems like it should be a bipartisan uh, concern. We have seen uh, even some Democratic uh, congressmen come out against Gary Gensler, saying he's overreaching the bounds of the SEC's authority, and he's uh, basically making a mockery of Congress's ability to legislate. And so I hope that sentiment continues. Uh, I hope he becomes a very unpopular person in DC because I think that's what it will take ultimately to see some of the changes getting pushed through. Let's see what I got here for some comments. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so there's a question by uh, Sir Cloud. Is BlackRock an investor? Uh, we'll see how the powers that be feel about crypto if we read that BlackRock is taking large positions. Now, there is a sentiment that uh, the traditional finance hedge funds, et cetera, are just looking for a good entry point. I think there is some credence to that sentiment. And this might be what they're trying to do, to get a good entry point into a lot of different assets. Um, I would be saying the legislative branch needs to make thoughtful laws and bring clarity to areas of ambiguity. Um, I think it's fair to blame Congress. I think it's also fair to blame the fact that we have allowed regulators to run wild. And it's not so much that regulators are lackeys of Congress, it's that they seem to be an independent, unelected body of government that, in my opinion, uh, we should rein in. Okay, Dan has some strong words again for Bitcoin maxis. Some people really don't get it. This attack on altcoins is an attack on all crypto. There are a lot of Bitcoin maximists who seem to think the situation proves Bitcoin is safe. So why isn't Bitcoin mooning on this news? Simple. It's a matter of control and nothing else. Um, and you know, while Bitcoin has done better than a lot of the altcoins, let's, let's be real, Bitcoin, Monero, I would say, uh, largely more resistant to state capture, uh, have dropped less, but they have definitely not mooned, even though the uh, NASDAQ has done reasonably well the last few days. Um, so I think uh, statism against libertarianism is a way of viewing this. Um, this particular battle. Okay, let's talk about what you can do, uh, because I think we've talked a lot about uh, what's potentially happening. Um, You know, as far as where you're at in the space, uh, I think a lot of us are hurting. A a a lot of us have portfolios that are in a rough shape. And I don't think the powers that be are going to give up without a strong fight. And we're seeing what that strong fight looks like it looks like chaos it looks like lawsuits it looks like pushing media narratives on how everyone in crypto is a huckster and having that picked up broadly and so this is the fight that we're against we're against the traditional system if anyone expected them to roll over as we tried to replace them (laughs) that's extremely naive um the the traditional system itself is going to fight tooth and nail to maintain its power. Anyone in power does that. That's what power does. It tries to preserve its power. So we should expect this fight. We should expect perhaps even more to come. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the government decided to dump their Bitcoin just to sow chaos in the markets and to try and push the point that this is hurting investors when they're the ones doing the hurting. Um, So all of that being said, don't panic. Um, they're clo- they are they, trying to close the exits uh, that we have over the fiat currencies. But my belief is they will be unsuccessful. They cannot close every exit. The best they can do is delay it until they have more banking control over more spaces in the crypto industry. And that probably means that BlackRock and the likes <clears throat> will get a larger take of everything. And... Um, I think that might be unavoidable <laughs> and so, but it doesn't mean that it's over. It definitely doesn't mean that it's over. So if, you, if you're here and you're feeling a lot of emotions, please don't panic. Uh, it, it, you know, I know I put the, the nuclear bomb on the thumbnail and all the things, but it's not over. There are still people building tools on all the blockchains. Your, your favorite altcoin likely still has a decentralized exchange that's running, but that did tremendous volume in all this chaos. Um, there are still validators validating. Blocks are still being produced, not just on Bitcoin, everywhere. (laughs) Every every chain is still producing their blocks. I, I don't recall any of the chains going down because of this, except Arbitrum, and we can have a conversation about that and how it's centralized. But largely, the SEC cannot stop blocks from being produced. They can shift who produces them, and Hong Kong has become a very favorable, as has Dubai, very favorable jurisdiction for a lot of people in the crypto industry. So what we're seeing here is a little bit of jurisdictional arbitrage. Don't panic, it's not over. The United States, while I believe we are the greatest country on earth, is not the only country on earth. (laughs) And we don't have all the capital here. Uh, Crypto is a global industry. So while they're not gonna give up without a fight, we don't need to panic on any of that. If you have been doing a bit of degening, so let me give you uh, some thoughts to consider. If you've been leveraging your crypto, doing things like minting synthetic assets, uh, either on Indigo protocol uh, with ADA or Kujira uh, with Atom, definitely consider managing your positions. I posted a thread today uh, recently about this, giving you some thoughts on how to manage your Indigo positions. Uh, Same applies to any uh, collateralized debt position you may have. Uh, This is, in my opinion, not the time to be playing too fast and loose with leverage. Um, I firmly believe that leverage is never good for the average person and usually gets us wrecked, but you know, some people can use it, Uh, but just be very, very careful. So I'd say a couple things to do as humans. One, make sure you don't get liquidated or at least examine your positions. Two, don't panic. It's not over. (laughs) We've got a long way to go. Uh, Even if you've lost a lot of money, even if you've been liquidated, money is not the be all end all in life. So take a look out the window. Maybe it's sunny where you are, it's sunny where I am, it's beautiful in Texas, 90 degrees, but it's not, the only thing is not money. Take a walk in nature, pet your dog. I I can get wrapped around what's happening in the crypto industry and get really angry. And it doesn't do any good. So I'd encourage you, you know, enjoy your weekend. This is going to be a rough weekend for all of us. Uh, It's going to be a space where there's a lot of pain. I've seen a lot of pain on on Twitter from many people. Um, I was experiencing it through the lunar crash. People took the ultimate awful decision. So please, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. That's more important than any number on any chart. Save some of your emotion and your care away from that anger to Gary and the SEC and whoever these people are that are controlling things that seem so unjust. And just realize you have this moment to breathe. You have this moment to choose something in your life that you could be grateful for and you could appreciate. Just sit with that. Perhaps turn off Twitter. Go outside. Enjoy your weekend. Spend it with family. Take the boat out on the lake or walk in nature, or sit and meditate, do, do something <laughs> that, that makes you feel good, go swimming and touch some grass, it's a, it's a great, great piece of advice, not financial advice, life advice. So I'll close with this, and I, you know, I want to say thank you to everyone who's uh, been here live for all the conversation, I, I really appreciate Um, there's kind of a running conversation in chat right now, um, but I'd love You know, if you have some thoughts, maybe pop down in the comments below on how you're taking this. Like, how has this all affected you and how has it changed your outlook on crypto, but also on life in general? Uh, Because I feel like we're all here living this experience as humans. Um, And I'm very curious how you're handling it and uh, what you're doing to to help with the the waves of emotion, the ups and downs as we go through this, this world. Now, please take a moment for yourself. Um, If you enjoy conversations like this, uh, please like and subscribe. Do the YouTube things as well. That that very much uh, helps me feel like I'm contributing and supporting uh, all of you all. Uh, I do enjoy this. It's great to get feedback as well. and I love that. But I'll end with this. So the SEC can manipulate the price of a crypto or all cryptos, but they can't stop Bitcoin. They can't stop Monero. They can't stop Ethereum. They can't stop Cardano. From producing that next block. In fact, no one can. And that's the reason that we're here in the crypto ecosystem is to build something that's resilient against propaganda, against actions by nation states that can continue working, despite people who very much want it not to continue working. TikTok, next block. I'll see you all later.